What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here. Back back at y'all with another interview, man. And we have a two-time All-American in two different conferences. Got defensive back for Stephen F. Austin. Miles Hurd as he heads into his another year for, for um, as FSA. And I'm expecting a third first-team All-American. And Stephen F. Austin is a team, guys, I said was my dark horse for the national championship. This team is loaded from top to bottom. So, Miles, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Appreciate you having me, man. And so let's get into your high school recruiting process. You had you had a good bit of offers and, you know, your high school recruiting process seemed pretty lively. So walk me through the process and what teams were at the top of your list and were recruiting you the hardest. Man, what teams were hard? Uh, I say because I only had six offers coming into my senior year. Well, I got those six offers into my senior year and those six offers were Illinois State. Army, uh, I can't think of them off the top. SFA, of course. Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, Incarnate Word, UIW. Still got beef with them, you know. You know what happened this past year. Uh, who else? Uh, that's all I could think of right now. But I'd definitely say the hardest team would be SFA. They were the hardest, so that's why I believe I really just made that that choice to, you know, bring my talent to Nacogdoches. For sure, man. And, you know, when you came in, and we're going to get into the rebuild that you have, you know, that this team's underwent since you've came, you know, Stephen F. Austin wasn't a destination spot for a lot of players. Outside of them recruiting you the hardest, what did you see? What was the vision that they were selling you to come to Stephen F. Austin? Man, really, I I just really thought, well, really, Coach Carthur did a great job of recruiting. He's a great recruiter, by the way. I'm not going to lie. He he sold it to me, you know, and I'm really glad I really chose, you know, to go with him and play under him. But uh, really the factors that led me to commit to SFA probably would be just, A, the coaches, B, just, you know, the things that they were saying and, you know, the 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 promise they had to lead this program and just how – um, how winning they were in their past because he came from A&M Commerce and I seen what he did in their past. So um, I just really had faith in him to really just turn this program around and I wanted to be a part of that change. So those were the factors that really just led me to commit here. For sure, man. And a lot of a lot of people, especially high schoolers coming out, coming into the college game, they, they always ask, what do I have to do to earn playing time? And you were an instant impact freshman, played a lot your first season at, at SFA. For you, looking back, what were your keys to being an instant impact freshman? Man, my, my keys were to just come in as a leader and just compete because I feel like competition is just really what makes a team better. Without competition, you know, the team doesn't get better. It doesn't find ways to improve. It doesn't, you know, nobody's leading. Nobody's making each other better. So that was my goal coming in. You know, I've written my goals down, what I wanted to do my freshman year, you know. Um, just really help the team in any way I could. Special teams, defense, if I have to do this, if I have to do that, I'm willing to do it. So I think the keys was just willing to do anything for the team and just being being a leader on the field and just up in my up in my game, my game speed for sure, because college is different from high school. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's the speed is is crazy. So I had to get adjusted to that. So that was definitely a key 
thing for me. You, I think really I noticed that midseason, I was just like, hey, my body's wearing on me. You know, uh, my legs are sore, you know, but I think it just really, really, really those were the keys to uh, me being an instant impact. And you guys, you know, playing playing in the Southland, you guys, it, it was, COVID hit at the worst time for SFA. Let's just be honest. Man. You know, second year head coach, you guys are rebuilding. You guys switch, are switching conferences. I mean, you guys were going through so much transition. Then the fall season gets wiped away. And here comes the spring season. Half the teams aren't playing. Half the teams are playing three games. Other teams are trying to get in a full season for you in this program. How tough was the COVID season for you guys? Man, it was really tough. I think mentally and physically it was just draining for all of us as a program. Um, you know, when COVID first broke out, um, I think we were we were beginning to start of spring, spring ball. And I remember the news broke out and we had a week off, but we were going to start back the next week. And um, we got the, you know, everybody got the news that COVID started and everything. And um, it just kind of like, you know, whoa, what is this? You know what I mean? And it just kind of took a pause to our thing. And we were trying to, we didn't know if we were going to go back up to the school or, you know, if they were going to cancel it and they ended up canceling spring. And that really, it really affected us, you know, because spring is a big part, I think, of any team in any program. You know, it's very important to get that spring in, you know, just to be ready for the fall, ready for the summer and just work those kinks that you might have from last season and stuff like that just to get better. But uh, it was very tough. You know, the testing and quarantine wasn't fun, definitely, you know. But we had to make a lot of sacrifices. And I feel like SFA made a lot of uh, financial sacrifices for us, you know, just for all the testing. You know, that's a lot of money to spend, you know, just to really just take care of us. So I, I think, you know, even though it was tough, we, we persevered. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like it really just helped the team in the season, too. Um, just really helping us go through adversity and, you know, on the field and off the field, you know, it just brought us closer. Naturally, it brought us closer, you know. We got along with the guys, you know, quarantine, and we had to quarantine with the team and just made bonds closer, and I think that really helped us in that season. I feel like we were very successful from where we previously were, you know, when the first first year of the coaching staff. So I felt like it was tough, but, you know, our program bounced back and everybody did what they had to do to you know, succeed. So I think it was, it ended up being a successful year, but it was very stressful though. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, getting ready for a game and then getting that call on like Thursday night. Like, yep, we're not playing. You did all that work for, right. you know, to sit on sit on the couch and watch, you know, someone else play. But this season, man, was one of the best seasons that SFA has had in a while. First playoff appearance and since I believe 2014. And you guys really had a great season. I know it's in the way we wanted. You guys probably the game of the year in the first round of the playoffs with Incarnate Word. What were your final takeaways on the 2021 season? Man, I feel like we 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 had a successful season for sure, you know, uh, just because, you know, where we've been. Uh, if you compare that, I feel like that's, you know, it's definitely a step up. But, you know, we came in as a team uh, and we set a goal, you know, just to make the championship. That's, I think that's every team, every team in the nation's goal is to make the championship, obviously, but um, it was definitely painful to lose the first round. You know, we put so much work in to, you know, make it to the playoffs. It was very hard. You know, there's so many talented FCS teams um, and we got earned our spot, but, you know, unfortunately we lost. Um, 
But if I'm looking at, if I'm looking back in, in, at the season, the takeaways I can get is you know we had our if you look at our our second game we lost against Texas Tech by six points and it was a close game and that's the FC, FBS opponent opponent. So I believe that was really a turning point to us because what we took away from that game was is that we could stick with anybody in the nation. We knew for a fact we could stick with anybody in the nation. If you look at our three losses, we lost to Texas Tech by six points, Sam Houston by one point, and we were up that game 20 to six the whole game. And, you know, unfortunately we just didn't finish the game, but, and they, and then our third one was JSU Jacksonville state in 28 to 24. And we just came out to a rough start. And those are the games that we needed to have, you know, and it came to bite us in the butt in the playoffs. And I think as a team, we took away a lesson, you know, that, um, you just have to finish games. You have to finish games. And I think as a team, that's what we're doing right now is just focusing on, you know, improving. What can we do? More conditioning, stuff like that to help us improve and be successful this season. So, but I believe, you know, I take away from the 2021 season. It's just a step up. It's a, it's a little, little, little show of what, what we could be. That's what I took away from it. And on top of that, man, you walk away with another first team All American award. When I when when you hear that and that that you are a two time first team All American in two different conferences, what does that mean to you? Man, it just you know I'm very humble. You know I'm just grateful. You know I thank God. You know it's just one of His many blessings. You know uh, it just you know it just really shows me that you know the work that I put in is working. You know, uh, definitely with the help of, you know, the coaches and everything and my teammates, you know, without them, I wouldn't, you know, be there. My Our D-line is crazy. I don't know if you know that, you know, mm-hmm. our defense, you know, it's, it's wild. But, you know, it, it means a lot to me because I really love this game. Uh, you know, it just, yeah, it's just a testament of what I put in. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's It's wild to even, you know just say that but you know it's it's definitely a blessing it's definitely a blessing oh, oh man listen I, I oh trust me i know how crazy that defense is i was looking at the stats yeah. and i mean out of all your guys all the americans i think it was like 70 or 80 percent of them were like freshmen or sophomores too yeah everybody young was team. young and young i mean look, it's scary for next season that's why i got you guys so high you know in my right. rankings personally but we know where it started man and you know we could have talked about the three and nine season your first year. Then you improved to a six win season. And then this year, you guys almost make it to the second round of the playoffs. And this year, you guys are primed for a big run. What has been the key to the rebuild that has been going on at Stephen F. Austin behind the scenes? I think the key has been just getting everybody to buy into the program, getting everybody to see the vision that we have. You know, everybody everybody getting everybody to know what they have to do to help the team and not being selfish, working as a team, you know, just knowing what we got to do to get that goal. And uh, if you look at the top teams, North Dakota state, uh, South Dakota state, every, you know, everyone that always makes it, you know, they all have one thing in common is that they are a team. They are a full team. That doesn't, that doesn't just mean on the field. It means in the classroom and stuff like that. And that's what the things that Coach Carthel preaches to us is just to be the best that we can be on the field and off the field because it all ties into 
you know, ultimately what we want to be. And that's a, a great team, not a good team, but a great team. So definitely it's just every, getting everybody buyed into what we want and, you know, setting goals for us and, you know, doing what we have to do to, to ultimately win the most games that we can. And to us, that's every game. It doesn't matter who lines up, put the ball down, just put the ball down. Let's play. <laughs> For real, and that's that, that. That's what our coach says. You know, just put the ball down. We're gonna play with you. It don't matter if you, you know, Alabama, North Dakota State, anybody. I mean, you can get it. I love it. He, just ball, man. Just go out there and ball. I love it. And you mentioned you've, you've mentioned him a few times, man. Let's talk about your head coach. He comes in. You mentioned for Texas A&M Commerce, who now is an FCS program too. They just moved up this past all season. What makes him so unique behind the scenes, and why has he been so successful? Man, that dude is funny. He's a he's <laughs> a, he's a great coach. I'm not gonna lie; he's one. Of the, he's the best coach I've had in my lifetime. Just out of any team, you know, he's just very he he's very who he is. He's not you know not trying to be nobody. He's very you know he'll tell you how it is, but he will joke with you, and he'll be you know, very genuine and, you know, and just very understanding. So what he is like behind the scenes, he's a jokester. That's what he is. He's a jokester. He will play around all the time. But, you know, when it's time to lock in, he'll get you fired up for sure. His uh, pregame speeches, damn, like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. It really gets you really locked in and just ready to run through a wall. So that's why I love him, man. And there's a reason why, in my opinion, I think he's going to be one of the mo- the biggest upcoming names in the coaching circles for FCS in, in the next few years. But we got the 2022 season, man. The expectations are high. I've mentioned myself. I know Hero Sports had you guys as one, of, I believe, in the top five odds to win the national title, potentially. You guys have a lot riding on this year. What are the team goals and what are your personal goals for the 2022 season? Uh, team goal never changes. Um, I feel like you know, our team goal is to win a national championship. And that's always been our goal and it'll always be our goal and won't never change. Um, my goals personally is, you know, also to have another great season, of course, All-American. I have my, you know, I I see myself very highly and I, I set expectations for myself because I feel like, you know, that's what people should do. You know what I mean? It just makes us better as, a, as, as people. But uh, definitely my goal is for the, yeah, for the season is to, you know, All-American, just uh, continue to bond with the team, being a leader, continue being a vocal and, you know, an action leader, uh, just helping the team grow and really just, you know, doing what I can to help us win. Uh, and that, that starts with, you know, studying film, studying opponents more. You can always do that more. And I feel like I put that on myself to do this season. So, Definitely be a great season. Those are the goals. <laughs> I love it, man. And I, listen, okay, so I know you're a leader of the defense now, and I get you can tell me the first game is the most important. I get it. You got Jacksonville State. It, it's coming. For sure. But, but what game on the schedule are you looking forward to the most where you're just like, that team, I we're going to, we got to get it with them? I think that's an easy question. Uh, it's definitely our rival, Sam Houston. That uh, is. That's always will be number one <laughs> because that's <laughs> such an important game, and that game got away got away from us this year. So, I think that game is definitely uh, the one I'm looking forward to. It's it's a physical game. It's it's rivals. We in Houston, my hometown. 
NRG, you know, it, it's loud. It's really loud, you know. So it's it's fun, though. It's fun. It's fun playing those guys. You know, I love getting their best shot because it just makes us better. So I think everybody on the team would have the same answer. So because <laughs> we I, mad. <laughs> I love we it. Mad. Send them off to FBS with a loss to their to their biggest oh, rival. Yeah. I, I love sure. I love that energy, man. And let's take it back to freshman year one last time, man. And uh, let's compare that freshman player to the guy I'm talking to now, the two-time All-American. How has your game evolved over these past few years? Uh, I definitely think experience helped me. Uh, just being in the game and just knowing the speed of it and just making myself slow down. You know, because I think freshman year I was just, you know, just so, you know, fresh meat. I'm I'm just out there trying to make plays and not, you know, looking at certain keys and stuff like that. Um, I think, you know, just the most thing that involved me is just watching film. I think that's the the most key factor that I've really developed uh, ever since I've been here. Um, you know, just like I said, just knowing the keys, knowing threats, knowing, you know, the quarterback's tendencies. To, oh, if he opens up this way, you know, that's, you know, he's throwing it to the boundary or he's throwing it to the field or, who is this? Who who is this receiver? Is he their number one threat? Who's their second threat? You know, uh, am I guarding a tight end or am I guarding a receiver? Stuff like that, little stuff like that. I feel like that's involved, evolved for me personally, uh, just throughout. You know, ever since freshman year. So that's definitely. Film's a big part, man. I know that sort of separates a lot of college players from high school players is that film study gets so much more in depth and you got to watch it so much more often and and just pay more attention. And then let's get to know you a bit more as a player, man. I I love player comparisons. Which NFL player do you think you model your game after the most? Uh, I'm not pretty – I'm pretty sure people should know him by now, but he plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. His name is Anton uh, Anton Winfield. Mm Mm-hmm. You know who that is? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 Anton Winfield. I think – I just love the way he plays. He's a – you know, I just – I compare my game to him. I think we're very similar in a way. Uh, not the tallest, but will hit you like crazy and plays very aggressive, loves to tackle, and it's just – it's really nice seeing him play. He just flies all over the field. When he blitzes, he, or he almost every time gets to the quarterback or, you know, messes up the plays and he plays the ball great in the air you know he's not the not the biggest but you know he plays the fastest and that's what I really like about his game and I try to model my game uh after him you know so that's definitely the player he's a dog oh man I I loved him coming out of Minnesota man I remember you know I'm an Auburn alum they played Auburn in the Outback Bowl and he just went oh man crazy and I was like my lord and like we did like some NFL draft scouting things and I was like this is the guy like I thought he was one of the best defensive players come out of the draft that year when he dropped the 32 I was like oh man Tampa got a complete steal a gem oh man for sure but I was very superstitious even as an O-lineman O-lineman are supposed to just go out there and play I had my whole pregame routine so for you how superstitious are you what's your pregame routine on game days uh, it's really not that, I mean, really not that complicated. It's just, uh, we got our little, you know, ride to the stadium, bus, bus ride to the stadium, get some, get something to eat, not too heavy. I'll eat some like bread, some carbs, some fruit or something like that, you know, uh, get some in my stomach so I can have some energy. Uh, of course, got to have the AirPods, uh, well, I listen to Drake, Gunna, shoes. 
uh, who else? Say a little baby, anybody really? Tyler Crater, anything to get me in that mood? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Just put the headphones in. Just think about what I got to do. Uh, probably like an hour before the game, just get some, get in a little ice tub, get in a little uh, hot tub or something like that. You know, just stretch, roll my roll my legs out, and just get ready. Just get relaxed. Man, love it. And then, of course, listen, I'm just going to let you know, every wide receiver we've had on here has just ripped on DBs. They're like, DBs never stop talking. DBs are the worst trash talkers on the field. So as a DB, man, I had to ask you, how big of a trash talker are you during the game? What's really crazy is I'm not really a trash talker. It's really like I just don't – I'm so zoned in. But if you talk trash to me, I'm going to talk trash back. Let's get that – you know, (laughs) let's get that straight. But uh, I'm not really a trash talker. Uh, I'll do some, you know, to get in your head, but it won't be vocal. It'll be like, you know, just a little nudge or something. I might hit you a little late in the whistle. You know, not, not you know, crazy, not anything crazy, but just a little nudge and see what you do, see how you react. And then from then on, just, you know, do what I can do. I can see how you react and, you know, certain stuff like that. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm much of a trash talker. But if you talk trash to me, I'm for sure talk uh, talk trash back. And there's really them receivers that be talking trash. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so they're, they're out here snitching for no reason. Yeah, they're the they ones out here that's snitching. Always... <laughs> they out here snitching. <laughs> I love it, man. So you're the first, you know, Stephen F. Austin player we've had on the show. And every first player we have, I got to ask this question as a follow-up. Who is the biggest trash talker on y'all's team? Man. uh, It could be anybody. Well, actually, I know the answer to that. Uh, it's Amon Murray. Amon Murray on the D-line. He is a tra- – he will let you know. Like, mid-play, <laughs> he will be talking trash to the O-line every time. I'll be like – sometimes I have to be like, hey, like, you know, calm down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But, you know, we kind of need that. We like that nastiness, you know, to be a part of our defense. So, Man, yeah, that's that's the number one trash talk. There's so many more. It's there's definitely more. <laughs> I'm I'm more the calmer one, but I'm gonna hit you still. You know, you're gonna feel me, but we got so we got a lot of them. I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, I, I love it. Hey, it gets tense in those trenches. There's an O lineman going up against the same guy all day. It it just it, it just builds on you, man. But you know, you don't have to give away all your secrets, man. There's a reason you're a two-time All-American. What's the number one mistake though that a wide receiver can make against you? Uh, I guess you could piggyback piggyback off what you said. The the previous question is just talking trash. If you do that, I'm locked in. I know for sure you trying to trying to get in my head. Okay, you know, like that's that's the kind of mentality that I got. Like, okay, you trying to do that? I'm I'm gonna hit you, and I'm a you know I'm gonna get in your head too. And I don't gotta talk trash. You know, I'm gonna just outplay you, and that's my thing. That I think that's the number one mistake a receiver can do. Because then, when 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 the team see me get hyped, then everybody just it, it's just contagious. So, I definitely feel that that trash talk is a is a is a mistake. Oh man, I love it. And then you know, I'm gonna post a little some of your highlights w- with the promo of this video in, in the coming days. But for you, man, forced fumbles seem to just come. <laughs> I mean, dude, you it could be a hit stick, it could be a strip. It doesn't matter. It just seems like when you hit somebody, the ball for some reason is flying out. Just for, comes out. Yeah. Yeah. For you, <laughs> what is the key to being so good at forced fumbles? Man, I think just having no fear. As a DB, you can't be fearful because that's how that's going to get hesitation gets you killed. 
Um, it's a violent sport. So if you're not violent, you know, it's going to be violent to you. Um, I just, I just come in, I come in with a mindset, uh, that I don't care how big you are. I don't care, you know, if you're the number one guy in the nation or, you know, you this or you that. We on the field together. So, I mean, we just going, we going to thug it out. We going to, you know, play it out, you know. And that's just kind of the mentality that I come with is just no fear, having no fear of nobody. So, yeah, that's kind of what I put in my head. Love that. Love that. As he said, if you weren't violent, that game, the game is going to take it out on you, man. And I always like to ask this. And listen, for you, I got a feeling I know the answer coming. So I'm going to split it up into two questions. You can pick a player on offense on your own team and one on another team. I already know you're going to pick on your team, most likely. Who are some of the best offensive players you've ever had to face? On opposing teams? Yes. Okay. Uh, Man, the best would have to be Cameron Ward from UIW. The quarterback. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That dude is... He was nice. I'm not going to lie. He was nice. He was he, – the way he just – I can tell he just got it down. He has the quarterback position down. And he just kind of – he dissected us a little bit. He kind of – you know, you could tell he he watches his film. He kind of knew what was coming and stuff like that. But, you know, he, he can run. He's very mobile. He can uh, throw the ball, throw the ball extremely well, very accurate. Um, so he's just a threat all around. So that's – something we had to face in that game. We did everything we could just to, you know, contain him. Uh, but, yeah, he's definitely a great player. Um, trying to think of someone else. Uh, could def- Oh, I don't know his name. I don't want to get it wrong, but it's Jaquez for uh, oh, Sam Houston. For Sam- Ezzard, yeah, Jaquez Ezzard, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, man, that dude, that's, <laughs> that's one of the most explosive receivers I've ever played against. Like, just – being on a field with him, just seeing him like do his thing, it's like, dang, this dude's fast, like very explosive. He he got a he got like about I think about two touchdowns on us, you know. Uh but yeah, that dude is watching them on film, you know, even just watching tape on them before we played them, we was like, Yeah, we know this dude's gonna be a little bit hard to handle. They got some other receivers on that team too that are really good too. But uh I would say those are the top two players that I've ever faced. Hey, there's a reason why, you know, Jaquez is going in the NFL draft and Cameron Ward's now playing Pac-12 football this sure. next season for Washington State. I, and the reason I split it up for you, man, I have a feeling Xavier Gibson's is probably on the list, too. You man. had to pick from your own team. He is the best receiver in the nation. And I fully, fully stand on that. And the stats can back it up, too. That dude is crazy. And I really... I really appreciate him because he let, he made me step up my game coming in. We both came in in the game in the same class, and you know we always competed at practice. We talked tra- talk trash, you know, giving uh, each other little nugs and stuff like that. And I think that just elevated our game for both of us. But yeah, that dude is special, man. He's you're gonna see what he's he got up to his uh, got up his sleeve this season. So last season was just a little little appetizer. Hey, I'm just glad you said it. I got roasted for saying that. I said he was the best wide receiver in the nation. I was he like, is. if you if you turn on the film of Xavier Gibson, you'll you'll realize what you're missing. That there's a reason why he has won every award that a wide receiver can win, and almost won a Walter Payton Award at a wide receiver spot where it's usually a quarterback award. So quarterback. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad that you kind of have my back on that one, man. But 
you know, last question here, man. I know it's a little bit in the future, man. You, you, you've got some years left here at SFA, mm-hmm. but I'm expecting you to get some NFL looks, man, just based on what you've done already and where you're going. So if the NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in you if they draft you, however many Aprils from now it is, what do you tell them? Man, you're going to get a natural born leader in me for sure. Uh, you're going to get a guy that come in, comes in to work every day just to work, you know, to make the team better, just improve everybody and up everybody's game and not just my game and not being selfish. You're going to get a guy that stays late every day after practice. You're going to get a guy that uh, is a film junkie. You know, you're going to get a guy that just co- contributes and makes the, the franchise look good, you know. Uh, just really represent the franchise well. And you're just going to get an all-around player. Uh, you're going to get that nastiness on the field for sure. Uh, yeah, you're just going to get an all-around great, you know, great player. I feel like I can put that on the table. Oh, man, for sure. I'm excited to see what comes next for you, man. But thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I know spring practice is coming up for you guys soon. But, man, this last part, this is just for you, man. Plug social media. It's all about supporting the players here. Any shout-outs, NIL deals, anything you want to say at all, man, this time is yours. Man, uh, follow me on Instagram, MilesHerd underscore Twitter, Miles underscore Herd one I'm pretty sure y'all you you'll get the tag on this link. Oh, yeah. Um, but man, that's pretty much it. Uh, follow me. That's it. Hey man, I I appreciate you. Listen, I I'm all, I know for sure I'm gonna be at one game when you guys come to Alcorn to it and play in Lorman. I'm gonna be there, man. So I'll have to hit you up when y'all oh, okay, make the trip over. Sure. And I'm I'm definitely got Sam Houston SFA on my list too. So I'm gonna try to make that trip to Houston as well. So I got you guys up there, man. I'm excited to see what you guys do this year. I think I I I, I could see a an easy national championship run with this team, man. I've already plugged it, put it on wax for me, man. So I'm excited. But guys. For Miles, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.